I've heard the story. Wait till you see what I'm about to say, too. Ooh. Boom. All right. So we're ready to go. Look, yeah. Look, that's the conversation. <laughs> this is what we do. Here. <laughs> you call this the big conversation. We wait for it to go down. So, all right. We want to welcome you back to another episode of LLF Local Louisville Fighting. Um, we have me, C Dub, and C. I am, Uncle, what you say? I'm the number one ring announcer in the tri state area. I run LLF. This is my joint. We have our co host. Katie Marks. Katie Marks, uh, former or still amateur boxer. We're still trying to get her back in the ring. So amateur <laughs> right. boxer. And our guest was her first coach today. So I'm sure we're going to get to talk about all that, about maybe her getting back in the ring. Our guest. Hold on. Before We have two guests today. But this is the guest we're going to focus on is Coach Gerald Reed. Coaches out of what in Lexington, Lexington Kentucky, Le Four Seasons Mixed Martial Arts. All right, so out of Four Seasons Mixed Martial Arts in Lexington, this guest right here, this is my niece. So I used to babysit her on the kids. She's sitting in on us. So sometimes she comes up with a good question. We're gonna see. <laughs> so oh come on! Don't doubt, don't well, doubt her. She comes up with real good questions. So I was like, <laughs> Gerald, <laughs> you get to be the you get to be the guy today. So. To get started, Gerald Reed, Four Seasons Boxing, Lexington, Kentucky. Number one, glad that you're here. Very, very glad that you're here. This is a very busy man, very busy schedule, always taking care of stuff. So he took time out of his day to come down here and talk to us. So we appreciate that from the bottom, LLF from the bottom. Now, there's one thing that I want to get into since I got into this business. Because there are a lot of stories floating around, a lot of stories floating around, and sometimes you get a chance to check the person, sometimes you don't, and I'm not checking at all. I just want to know, there's a story about you had a chance to be in the Karate Kid movie? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. So you had a chance to be in the yes. Karate Kid movie back yes. in the day. Can you explain that to us? Well, I fought in the karate tournament, the Cobra Kai tournament. Right. That's what it was called. And... uh I won the tournament, and I got to go to the uh, karate tournament out in California. Okay. Went there, and I fought a kid that, uh, if you watch the first uh, episode uh -huh. of the Karate Kid, it was a Mexican kid or some Italian kid. Mm -hmm. He was doing the back sweeps, mm -hmm. and that's the kid that I fought. And uh, we fought, and uh, in the tournament, if you hit someone upside the face, draw blood, you lose a point. You get to, if if you hit them in the face, you get a point taken away from you. If you draw blood, you get disqualified. Right. Well, in the tournament, Cobra Kai tournament out in California, to be in the movie, the kid threw a punch illegal, chipped my tooth. I'm seventeen, eighteen in high school. Right. Of course, I got frustrated, got uh -huh. mad. Uh, you didn't break his face, did you? No, I did. <laughs> I did something that I shouldn't have done. <laughs> right. I regret now, right. today's that I'm older. Okay. But uh. They separated us, and uh, the crowd knew that he drew blood. I knew he drew blood, so that's a disqualification. So disqualification on whose part? His part? On his part because he right. drew blood. Right. Okay, and because that doesn't show control. In karate, people don't understand. You don't hit your opponent. Uh-huh. The truest form of strength and talent is to get close enough to hit an opponent but pull back. All if right. you can do that, then that means you really got control of everything. To hit someone in karate means nothing. Mm, didn't know that. Right, right. So that's the difference in karate and boxing. Uh, karate, you punch at the uh, target. In boxing, you punch through the target. So did you get a chance to be – so how did you not get a chance to be in the movie, or did you get a chance? Okay, well, he's supposed to, he's supposed, he should have been disqualified in the right, tournament. Right. Uh, the winner was going to get the part. Right? Yes, the winner was going to get to be in the movie. So uh, – so you so you came back with something. Yes. Yes. Did they end up disqualifying you? Well, this is what happened. Yes, they ended up disqualifying me because But didn't disqualify the other guy. No, no, ah, no. And you come know on, man. that's just how things happen sometimes <laughs> in life. 
I was frustrated. The whole arena was booing and everything. So me at a young age, I'm upset. Right. I'm like, oh man, y'all don't want me in the mood. Right. That's the first thing that come to my mind. Uh-huh. So I said, okay, start us back. But this time I'm going to do something kind of illegal, uh-huh. frustrated payback. Right. Because I took it upon myself in my mindset like right. that. Right, somebody get back. Right, right. So uh, he went to do the same technique that uh-huh. he used because you start to understand in fighting, if something's working, why not continue it? Right, do you continue until they so, so, stop. Right, right, right. right so like I knew he was going to do the same thing. Until they so stop when he it, did it, I, I threw a legal spinning elbow mm-hmm. and hit him in the head, split him down the middle of the forehead <laughs> real bad. Right. Blood shot out everywhere. <laughs> right. Uh, I was on the plane at 7 o'clock that night. Right. It was like, here's your ticket, son. There you go. Right. <laughs> right. So, so that's how that goes right. down then. That's correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I've been wanting to, uh, ever since I got started, I've heard the story about the Karate Kid mm-hmm. story. So mm-hmm. the moment I got Gerald on our show, I wanted to attack that question. So thank you for clearing that up. For me. Right. So you had, right. shot, so we, <laughs> yeah, had a shot. Yeah, had a shot. Yeah, had a shot. Yeah, yeah, had a shot. Could have been in there. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Katie. <laughs> well, now that we know <laughs> Gerald Reed, let's, let's, um, we'll fast forward a little bit because, I mean, even though it wasn't amazing and let's just say cold and, badass kickboxing career he had besides the karate background the name you should know if you don't know by now was best kept secret so if you're paying attention in the late 80s and early 90s you will have seen him constantly on hbo max uh even though he had a late start in boxing there's still 26 world champions to date that he fought in the ring which is a, a record by any oh, day's oh, 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 Stop right there. Hold on. Did you just say that this guy has fought 26 world champions? Yes. That's what I like to hear. I see that. You got to get another bomb for that. See, you, see how he just sits there? 26 world champions this guy done got on before. So, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop. I'm like, 26? I don't know. That is a record, isn't it? It's pretty close. It's Mayweather not, worked out pretty close. A lot of champions. Right. Many of them. Somebody not, get Guinness on the phone. Guinness right. book of world records on the phone. From weight class 135 to 154. Yes, right. one forty, one forty to one forty four. Yeah, really, one forty, one fifty four. Yeah, man, yeah. that's mad crazy. I also heard that you were. Uh, <laughs> that's mad crazy, man. Have you heard yeah. that before, Coach? And uh, no, I also heard you, were you you the type that fluctuated through zones, right? Yeah. Like they, hold on, hold on. Didn't they make a rule about you because people were fluctuating through weight classes? Yes, yes. Back in uh, nineteen ninety seven, uh, one of the head commissioners in boxing gave me a call one day and told me. Uh, that nobody will ever again fight three world champions in one year in three different weight divisions. Because you did that. Because I did that. And that's that's tough on the brain, on the body, uh-huh. going up and down. And uh, Even though you didn't go up too I mean, no, yourself physically didn't go up too much because you couldn't gain Right, right. As far right? as I got up to was 54. Right. Uh, 154, I fought at 147, and I fought at 140. But okay. in 1997... I fought that many opponents in three different weight divisions and went the distance with 90% of them. That's and, unheard uh, of. You know, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, but at it's the same time, you know, uh, fell short. But, you know, uh, I tell everybody all the time, the most important thing I got out of this was uh, all I done was lost a fight. That's I didn't it. lose my life. Right. Boy, I just lost a fight. You want to touch say on that again. your first, was it your first six-round or 12-round fight against that, that, um, the kid from Chicago, yeah, David Gonzalez. Oh no, that was a that was a ten rounder. That was your first ten rounder. Gets Ooh. thrown in unexpectedly out of the blue. Mm-hmm. First ten, how many fight was that? Your tenth fight, something uh, like that. No, it was probably like my fifteenth, maybe, maybe. And 15th. only your fifteenth fight. By comparison, I've had fourteen fights. Mm-hmm. I I've, I've fought fourteen fights, three rounds, amateur style. Mm-hmm. So imagine going in turning pro without any amateur experience mm-hmm. at all, and your 15th fight, you're going in against literally a killer. This man did that. Yes, there was a kid named uh, David Gonzalez uh, out of Houston, Texas. Uh, he killed three men in the ring with his hands. Whoa. Uh, yep. Yes, yes. Whoa. And uh, I got a call for the fight, uh, and uh, someone that was managing me at the time knew that but still wanted me to take the fight because it was a big purse. Right. Of course, the purse was told to me differently. You find that out years later. <laughs> wow. Uh, so uh, I, I never said no to anybody. You called me. I said, yep, let's go. It didn't make a difference. Uh, 
So I took the fight, uh, short notice, short mm-hmm. notice, probably a week's notice at the max. Uh, went to Houston, Texas, fought him in his hometown. Uh, we had the press conference the night before the fight, after the weigh-in, and the lady said, Gerald, I know you know the history of David Gonzalez's uh, life and all this, and I'm like, what you talking about? I had oh, no so idea. you didn't know. You no, didn't know until no, you no. got there that this, yeah, man, not a clue. this man was ending people's lives inside yes, the room. Yes, that's correct. That's man. correct. And, uh, you know, she said he had three mishaps in his life uh-huh. going up against opponents in the ring that he defeated, and they lost their life. And I was like, what? <laughs> right. What? And I looked over at my manager over here. And I looked at my trainer. I'm like, did y'all know? <laughs> What y'all got me did, into? Yeah, I'm like, holy Toledo. <laughs> right. So, uh, of course, uh, me, my mind frame, you mm-hmm. know, I still took the fight. Right. But, of course, it was a shell shock. After the uh, uh, weigh-ins and things, we sat down and talked. And I called my mom on the phone and told her about it. And she's like, no, you shouldn't take the fight. Everybody in my family said, no, that. you shouldn't. You That's know. Mama. And I really thought about it myself, <clears throat> you know. I haven't went 10 rounds in my life. I haven't went past six rounds, but I'm getting ready to fight a kid. His record was like 42 wins, 42 wins, one loss, 39 knockouts. Woo! And, and he killed. 39 knockouts. And, and, and killed and kill three And three people. of them dead. Yes, and one of them was a, one of them was a, a gold medalist in the Olympics. One of them that he that Was he a gold medalist. Yes, passed yeah. away. Was a gold medalist in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's, you know, so that means his talent is above and beyond. Yes, and I'm coming in here green, as I don't know what, but the heart of a lion. I can tell because you're still sitting here. Yeah, but not the skill set at the moment, you know. But and like you said, set. though, it's a win. You walked out alive. That's a win. Right yeah, there. right, right. That and is. that's what I always say to myself when I, you know, when people come up and ask you, what's your record? That's first thing people ask you. It is. That's verification. You, but that's not really verification. It mm-hmm. really isn't because at the end of the day, it's a business. Right. It's a business before it is anything. And if you're going to run a business, you're going to try to keep your fighter winning. You're not right. going to bring in people that can beat your fighter because if you do, then you don't have a business. Totally you agree with that. So I totally agree I learned with that. all these things as I got older and got mm-hmm. smarter and I look back at it now. Uh, your record doesn't define really who you are all the time. What defines is who you fought, how you performed, and did you quit or give up? Great perspective. Boom, that's awesome. So... And- and on that note, in saying that, you're coaching them. I was so going to go how there. How do you take that and knowing that? How do you take what you know and knowing that and trying to instill that into these boxers that you're coaching right now or fighters? Because do you just do boxing or do you just do Yes, just boxing, just, just boxing. Just boxing right now? Yes. All right, so into these boxers that you have, how do you take that kind of mindset and try and instill that into these young kids coming up? It's a very tough thing to do. Uh, most, most fighters don't have that mindset. Very few people have that mindset. You have your Mike Tysons, your Sugar Ray Leonard's them guys like that, freaking Nate Terrence Crawford type guys like that, Earl right. Spence them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the kind of mindset already in the gym when they come in. Now, what you can do is slightly improve it. Either you have it or you don't. That's one thing. You either come through the gym with it. One thing I can say, uh, Katie, Katie had that fight. Katie had that dog in her. And that's what we call it, the dog. Yeah, uh, but you gotta be a yeah. smart dog. You know, <laughs> right. you know, don't be like me. Don't be like me. You know, you call me. I'm saying yeah. Well, you had to be a little smarter, that seeing as you don't get hit as much as I did. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is coach and fighter right here. This is the interaction we have going on right here. There so. you go. There we go. No, I get, I'm just acknowledging. I'm not as slick as the coach <laughs> that taught me what I should know. Right. Was and it was still a head, have to head work movement. On. Yes. Like yes. That. Yes. Something yes. like that. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, and and see what a lot of coaches don't understand, and a lot of fighters don't understand. Basically, there's four to five criterias of defense. Right. And Listen, they, and they closely. don't know that. Right. And it always starts from the top to the bottom. So when you say top to bottom, you mean head. So right. it starts head movement, shoulder movement, waist <laughs> movement, foot movement, and if you want to say you add on catching. You have gloves on your hand. See, most people don't understand it. Coaches don't explain this. Right. You got gloves on your hand for two purposes. Two. Only two. What are the two purposes? The two purposes are real simple. To catch punches uh-huh. and to throw punches mm-hmm. to protect your hand. So right. when someone throws a punch at you, use your glove to touch yourself so the glove don't hit you. It hits your glove. 
That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. 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 Elementary. That is. And you know, I'm never the basics. Yeah. That's yeah. really the basic. Basics. So it starts at the head. Uh-huh. So when they shoot at your head, you can slip so many different ways you right. can. Then you turn your shoulders. And then after you turn your shoulders, you break at the waist. And then if them three not working, your last resort is move your feet. Move your feet. So you got to be able to remember them four criterias. And when you out there fighting, you start getting punched on. You say, mm-hmm. which one I'm not using because that's the one going to save me. Right. And, and all this has to go down like super, super fast, right? Oh, yeah. When oh, you're my doing God. This, this oh, is my a God. Unbelievable. Two, two three-tenths of a second type of deal yes, where you got to yes, figure that's all correct. this out. Like that's a baseball, correct. right? Hey, What's hey, coming I wasn't going to say nothing. I wasn't going to say nothing. I wasn't going to say nothing. What's coming at you? Curveball, fastball? Right, right, right. But that's exactly In my mind, that's the first thing that comes to it. That's correct. That is and I've never heard of another sport where the time change was that fast. So boxing, that's about the it time is. change. That's, mm-hmm. that's yes, about is. what gets it in. That's yes. why everybody keeps telling me get in the ring. I keep telling them they crazy. Right. <laughs> 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 right. I'm like, I'm not getting in the ring. To come when when Moten was still in town, uh-huh. he wanted to go out there and get some power working yeah. with Moten. Mm-hmm. And then he went out to train in Miami. Now we're like, all right, let's find a gym. Come on, Charles. What I'm going to get, out there. I'm gonna get into it. On. I just, right now, I got to find time. So as soon as I find the time, believe me, it's coming. All right, all right, all right. So. Four seasons, Lexington. Explain how did hometown you, Georgetown though. Hometown Georgetown. Yes. Georgetown. Kentucky. Kentucky. All right. So you got never you moving Georgetown. again. Lex, you got you ever for show. Um, <laughs> how do you get into? How'd you get into four seasons boxing, and how'd you get into boxing? Well, I had done everything I felt I possibly could do in the karate. Once I get, once I wasn't able to get into movie Karate Kid, mm-hmm. I was devastated. You know, come back home. Yeah, I was hurt really bad. Uh, So right after that, I went into full contact kickboxing. So then when I went into full contact kickboxing, I'd done everything I could do in kickboxing. And I was a champion. And 300 wins, two losses. You know. 300 wins, two losses. And every and loss karate, was a win. 384 wins, Ooh, 13 losses. Correct yes, me, please. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. But, and you know, both losses were avenged, were they not? Revenge. Yes. They were revenge. Yeah, revenge. Yes. Right. right. But, uh, you know, that's the way I felt uh, at that moment in time. Uh, I need to go try something else. Mm-hmm. So uh, And the I money said, looked let, a little let, better, yeah, too, the money right? Was much better from back in the day of kickboxing in the 80s. Most I ever made was four thousand dollars, and I was a champion. Uh, that uh, I mean, it was good money for the eighties. Right. Yeah, you know, for the eighties. Yeah. I, I wasn't complaining, you right. know. So that but, probably transferred to what eight thousand. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I got my money, woman. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So a kid one day in Georgia, I was living in Georgia at the time, came in the gym, and you know he wasn't much of a fighter, and uh, man, he told me he had a fight. Like in two weeks, and he getting seven, eight thousand dollars. You said, "Huh?" And I like, said, "What?" what? <laughs> the wrong well, how? Place. I was like, "Oh man, I'm done with this then." Right. I said, "I'm done." So I jumped into boxing. Uh, it took a long time for me to develop my skill set. Traveled all around California, uh, Detroit, Michigan. Right. Sparring with all the top guys up there. Just going to Texas, sparring. Uh, getting beat up a lot in the gym, but I was learning. Get my, get my craft better, you know what I'm right, saying? Got to take some lumps and learn. Right, 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 you know. And uh, finally I picked it up and just carried on into the boxing and stuck with boxing more than I did with the karate. Beautiful. You want to touch on getting into, I know you were fighting and training at the same time. So mm-hmm. who would you think in the, your, who would you highlight in your first, as your first big fighter, maybe, champion fighter or even amateur or or pro who who jumps to the front of the list as one of your top fighters at the beginning of your coaching career beginning of my coaching career uh man that's a tough one uh or around the same time i mean right. highlight okay. a couple of, a couple of them right okay uh i would say uh, nobody feel bad okay i would say vincent padway vincent padway two-time world champion uh, sparred sparred a lot of world champions too as well. Uh, Shane Mosley. Uh, what? 
De La Hoya. Yeah, all them get all them cats up in there with every one of them. Work with uh 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 Raul Marquez, uh just numerous champions, you know, and uh picked up vital skill set from them guys. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think that's what really helped me the most was consistently sparring good fighters and fighting good fighters. Right. It didn't pan out for me in a positive. It only panned out for me in a positive way of knowledge. I think my IQ is extremely high uh, than the average coach. Right. I really is because I've been there. I've done that. I've been on the losing side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some kids you can bring to the gym that's super talented but lose one fight. And they feel like this is the end of the world. Mentally. Right. 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 And I feel that with right. my career, I've been knocked down so many times. Like I said, you get knocked down seven, you get up eight. Hey, boy, that's the saying around her, you know LLF style. Right. Yes. And that's just the way it is in life. So developing kids to realize, hey, you just lost a fight, bro. You didn't lose your life. For those who don't know, when do you get back in the gym after a loss? The next day. Yeah, say it again. Right. <laughs> next day after a loss, always. Very important. Fall off the horse. Because it's on. fresh on your mind. It's fresh on your mind. So before you get sore, come back to the gym because you're going to get sore the second day. You don't get true. sore the next day. Very true. You get sore the second day. Ah, beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. You got one? May I, 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 I think, do yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Nashville got a question. Nisi <laughs> <laughs> ain't going to let me down. I feel like I've, I feel like I've you know, I, I had the fortunate pleasure of talking to you prior mm-hmm. to some of this got mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. And um, it sounds like you've gone from Kickboxing, or excuse me, karate, from karate, from to, karate kickboxing. to kickboxing, Box. and then to boxing. Uh, and listening to some of the sentiments that you've shared, I'd love to know more about what is it exactly about the physical contact sport that keeps you going? <sighs> well, good one. Majority of men, majority of men love challenges. Yes, drop it, drop and it, drop it on the that's screen. That's the key. <laughs> Tell me something I can't do. Watch me show you something I will do. It's that simple. That's a man's mindset. As soon as you and tell yours me in particular, I know you just want to be like, oh, you you did that to me. How can I beat you back? Yeah, yeah. How can yeah. I? How can I outdo that? But you made that? a career out of it. Yes. So it's 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 gone from you know that mm-hmm. primal instinct that men have to to be mm-hmm. challenged and to dominate those challenges mm-hmm. into a, a long lasting career mm-hmm. um, in different categories and now you're coaching children. Mm-hmm. So I feel like and then again just listening to some of the things that you've shared already, mm-hmm. um, it sounds like and I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but it sounds like there may be more to it than the simplicity of just dominating challenges because you shared mm-hmm. some things where I, I felt like I was on at church. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, go girl. Yeah, yeah. That's what we do with her. <laughs> go we do with her. It just feels like church. there's. Okay. It feels like there's a lot more to it. Okay, than okay. Just the simplicity. Okay, of I'll agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. And and I'm gonna tell you what that is. Okay. Drop it. I feel like I'm one of the few individuals on this earth that have found my passion. That's the key to living key on this word. earth. Is passion. Once you find something that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. I mean, that's living life right there. Hey, Coach, what's it's a not holiday? What's a holiday? What's a holiday? Yeah, I what's a holiday? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that, no, that's, yeah that's, I, that's a joke. I, I don't get know it. what that means. <laughs> right. I don't know I what like that means. No holidays Passion. Around right. If I don't go to the gym, I feel like I'm missing something. Something's wrong. And it's not my passion to sit around and not be in the gym. You know, that's that's what gave me comfortability, happiness, peacefulness. You know what I'm saying? As long as I'm in the gym, happiness. I'm, a, I'm, I'm fine with that. And that's what you got to understand. Some people just have that passion. They find it. And when you find it, it's attractive too. Very attractive. And a lot of people get envious of it because mm. you have something special in you. Mm. No matter what, I'm going to the gym. Mm. No matter what, I don't care what it is. I, I, I never got high on the other things that people done. Like going out, hanging out, partying. I did that very limited. Yeah, I stayed in the gym. I found something that treated me fair. If I worked hard, I got something out of it. If I didn't work hard, I didn't get nothing out of it. Win, lose, or draw on the plane back in the gym the next day. Right, and I just believe in I found my passion 
and that's what it is. So it's not hard to not go. People are like, for so many years, they say the same thing to me. Man, when are you going to stop? <laughs> that's a good joke. <laughs> well, what you I talking mean, about? Yeah, I have <laughs> no idea. You know, this about. is this is me. Right. And it doesn't bother me. That's so to get someone to understand that is very hard because yeah. we live on this earth and we always die without finding what our true passion is. So this is my passion and I'm going to do it till the wheels fall off. Man, that's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. Dropping bombs on LLF today. Reed, <laughs> Coach Reed going ham in here. That's what we came for. All right, so let's switch it up. Let me give you – all right, they're taking boxing out of the Olympics. How you feel about that, Coach? Oh, Wait, is they doing so that hurt. again? Yeah, oh, they shit, keep, call, they keep yes. calling about it, so yep. I'm like – Yeah, it's getting close to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's mainly basically because of the money. It always boils down to Oh, it's politics and, and money. A lot of these kids, super-duper talented, mm -hmm. and they're looking at the sports saying, hold on, I'm getting punched all upside the head, going around doing this for the Olympics. Not getting paid. And I'm really not really getting paid. They're making more than we are. I think we should get paid. So most of the kids are wanting to turn pro early. Mm -hmm. And USA Boxing saying, no, we want you to stick with USA mm -hmm. Boxing, staying amateur. Right. Mm -hmm. But the kid's like, well, that doesn't make sense. I'm taking the punches, not you. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they like, hold on. If I can get paid for taking these punches, then I might as well go do that. And that's the, that's the dilemma that USA Boxing having. Big money in boxing. And kids are recognizing it. And they want to go after the money because they want to help themselves and help their family. And boxing is a short-lived sport. 90% of the punches designed to go to the head, 10% designed to the body. So you must have great defense. Defense is the key to fighting not offense, because there's a life after boxing. So I don't care how great you become. If you start becoming mentally slow with your conversations and stuff, uh, having pugilistic dementia, mm -hmm. then all your mm -hmm. accomplishments goes out the window because it's sad you don't know what to do. You can't get along with people. You can't hold a conversation. You don't know how to spend your money. So you really, that's not good. That's not good. So that's what I try to stress. To my fighters, show me defense. You can my number one my number one thing I look for in a kid when I start the training is uh -huh. are you a fighter? All right. If you ain't a fighter, I don't really wanna I don't really wanna waste my time with you for the simple reason. You you can't teach fighting. Hmm? You can only teach hmm. boxing. Fighting's okay. already in yours. You see what I'm saying? Okay, I get what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Now. You see what I'm saying? What you're yeah. saying now. Yeah. You, you know, fighting something's in you. Right. Somewhere in the line of fighting, you're going to have to fight hard. Right. Right. I can't right. teach you that. That's just right. got to be in you. Now, I can show you how to box. Feel that. But I can't show you how to fight. Feel that. Feel that. Feel so that's that. it. Fight first. That's my team. We fight first, we box second. So you want to highlight who is your, in your opinion, pro amateur that you've trained, who is your best fighter, and who's been your best boxer? My best fighter? My best fighter? In your coaching career. My Okay, in my coaching career, he was an amateur. Okay, who was that? Uh, Mark Coffey. Okay. Okay. Okay, Mark Coffey. Fight, and, fight in him, in his blood. Yes, just Run in through him. and through from fingernails to fingertips. Man, did not stop punching, kept on coming. You could hit him with anything. It didn't make a difference. He's just going to keep on walking you down. And, you know, take your soul. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, boxer, boxer, I would say probably uh, I'd probably say little Nate coming up right now. What? Yes, you have. Yeah. He was on Dorico's card in that high school. Yes, I told you was, he's was. gonna be scrapping. I said, look yes, out. It was a tight fight. It went both. It could have went either way. He did say that was a hell of a fight. Yeah, he's a boxer. He's a boxer. We talk about boxing. We're talking about technique. Yes, yes, yes. Skillful. Mentally, mentally. See, see, that's that's you know like. Not to change subjects, no, but uh, just like right uh, uh, Terrence Crawford. 
He right. fights mentally. Mm-hmm. Earl Spence Technique. fights physically. Yeah. I stick on money on Earl Nate, on that. Nate. Nate. So we go, I'm going Crawford. I'm going Crawford. She's in Crawford. I'm with Earl. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I'm going with the technique over the fighter on this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to see okay. how that goes. Mm-hmm. But Crawford got that, that, that thing where he's just like, like the killer instinct. You know what I mean? Like when you look at his eyes, that's how I feel. Like how that co- the last fight he had and the coach, mm-hmm. the who he fought it, the coach, the coach's dad. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, the coach yeah. that was his uh, dad, Sean and he Porter, was like, Porter. yeah, Porter's dad yeah, was like, yeah. he wanted to fight me in the hallway. Yeah. That boy is just ready to fight. That's a fighter, right? That, yeah, I yeah, feel course. like Crawford's got both, even though you could call him a boxer mm-hmm. over a fighter. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel about it. But mm-hmm. but size 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 wise size is going to be the determining factor. Spence is the bigger. But it's 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 really boils down to this in that fight that fifty that's a fifty fifty fight mm-hmm. regardless of anyone talking it's gonna about be it. It's a fight. 50-50 fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bottom the determining factor in that fight will be who's going to show up that night the best. That's all it is. Gotcha. That's all it is. Makes sense. Earl's a little bit too big for him. Mm-hmm. Terrence got a lot of speed. Earl got a lot of consistency. Uh-huh. Like a choo-choo train. Can you slow down Crawford? You don't, you know, but Terrence got the quickness. With that. Yeah, with right. That. But he's a smaller guy. Right. He's been through more weight divisions. Earl stayed at 47. Mm-hmm. My personal opinion is a 50-50 fight. I don't know who's going to show up that night better. Right. But if I was a betting man, I'd probably go with Earl. Just because Ooh. of size. Right. Just because of size. That's uh, but makes sense. Hey, you know, it's a fair fight. Great fight. And uh, it's like a Tommy be... Hearns and a Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah, everybody's going to be watching. Yes. Everybody's yes. going to yes. be watching that yes. one for sure. Yeah. Everybody well, let's go back. Let's highlight. We just spoke on a little bit. Let's highlight Nate a little bit. How old is he now? 15? Now Nate's uh fourteen years old. Yes. Uh, no, one hundred six. One hundred six pounds still. One hundred six pounds. This yes. Latino uh, kid is something special. Uh, I've very with much him many so. Times. Very much so. Uh, he lost. He's, he's like lost sponge. like three fights, but he was always fight everybody that was national champions. Right. So he's and that's what I believe in. I believe right. in putting kids in early as an amateur with mm-hmm. top notch kids. Right. Because it's going to show them what they're going to have to do to improve mm-hmm. if they want to get better. It's right. going to show them, not me. Right. And then it's going to let me know what they're made of. Nate's Don't got waste it. my time. Don't. And I'm not going to waste your time. Right. Feel that. Right. So. Now with that time like that. Right. 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 <laughs> I'm not wasting yours. You're not wasting mine. So, you know, let's do this thing for real. And uh, some of your best fighters are kids that fight analytical. And Nate fights very analytical. And that's what he's got. His timing is freak of nature. But he fights with his brain. Mm-hmm. A lot of and fighting. he listens too. He makes those adjustments. All the things come along with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and listen. Yep. They Nate's just smooth. Hey, Very smooth hey. kid. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'm Nate. Next time I see Nate's you, bro, I'm gonna be paying way more attention than I was paying yeah. last time. Bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Be paying you more attention. It? Yeah, he's <laughs> on a whole new level right now. Right now, he's on a whole new level. If I, I could show, I, I haven't seen him like what? Um, it was, it was, man, that was like at the beginning. Oh it yeah, you oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 you gotta look at it now. now. You want to touch on Julia? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah one of the best. Four walked in the gym, right? Was an O four? Was a no, no. That's earlier than that. Earlier than that. Ninety seven. Okay. Yeah, okay. ninety seven. She accomplished a lot. You know, Julia. We Day. got a female to highlight. Yeah, Julia Day. She was Julia a Day. Uh, okay. United, the first woman's United States national champion out of. Con- Came out of Kentucky. Came she comes originally from she's Pennsylvania. She's originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, Cincinnati. But she came okay. through Kentucky. Uh, All right, we still give you a shout out. Great, 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 <laughs> great talent. Great right. talent. When women's boxing was not was not big, not popular at all. Right, she was super. She was she was a superstar. She was a superstar. She was very talented. Uh, fast hands, real smart, very aggressive. One hundred nineteen pounds. Yeah, one hundred nineteen pounds. 10, right? Yeah, she won uh, the ninety eight. Was it 98 or 2000? 2000 national champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, she won. She got bronze in 98. Yeah, bronze in 98. Right. And uh, gold in 2000. She was on the first USA women's travel team out of the country. Oh, okay. She was on the first one of those International first one team. Ever. Right. And you. And we went. And I went with her. Julia I went with Day. Her, mm-hmm. I went with her to Helsinki, Finland. That's where we went at. We went to Helsinki, Finland and fought in a tournament over there. So she was. She's a pioneer. She she jumped rope for an hour and a half yep. before Reed even said she he talked to her. 
about a lesson. Nope. That's right. True. Yep. <laughs> true true facts. story. It's true story. Yep. True story. Yep. A woman in the gym trying to box what? Right. You know, we really like, mm, just keep going. Yeah. 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 I forgot about you. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. 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 You show me. Right. That's show me right, something. Show Kate. me something. You know, do you like it or do you love it? Right. An hour means you love it. <laughs> 15 minutes, you like it. Right. Right. Don't be dropping it on them like that. Read. Don't do it like that. So, I, just saying, I still feel very privileged. She's my first coach. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> So, <laughs> do these cats in your camp, do they know your resume, man? Uh, most of the time, I they don't talk too it. much about it. Like, they ignore you, it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no disrespect, but y'all need to, four seasons, y'all need to be paying attention, bro. Do you know this cast resume? I'd want to be taught by Beethoven if I was trying to play he, the piano. He's up there at the ranks of what's, what's, what? <sighs> now I'm, I'm missing the name now. Is it Stacy? Hold on. Damn, the dude they stick fighting that Mike's associated with. You know what I'm saying? They hold the stick fighting workshops over there once a year. Is it Stacy? What, what's the name? Well, they bring them in. Mark. Yeah. Damn, I'm I don't horrible know. with these names. All right. Stacy. Mm-hmm. I could have the wrong name, okay. but they do the um, the really well-known black belts, and they do the all other like Chinese kind of stick fighting and stuff like that. They hold the workshops at Four Seasons, and Mike's up. Mike. Mike is the only black belt. There's only one other black belt. In Kentucky for yeah. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Mike yeah. O'Donnell is the first black Michael belt Donald. in the state of Kentucky. He's the first black belt. In the whole state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike O'Donnell, yeah. Okay. So the this is the, the Four Seasons Gym is packed full of, if Monsters. you want to train boxing, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, kickboxing, whatever at the highest level you want to train at, it's all at Four Seasons. All that forces. Forces and Lex. Lex get down like that? It yeah. really does. Okay. Yeah. For years. For okay. years. Nah. Yeah, for years. For no years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no for idea. Years. I know you had a resume, but I was like, good God. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of God. people don't know. A lot of people don't know. You know, you got gems all in there. Right, mm-hmm. right. When you don't say too much, you know. You know, when you lost a lot of fights right. and all you heard was negative in your life, that's a that's a tough thing to mm. rebound from. Yeah, you know what I'm you saying? Ain't a lot about that. You know, and uh, but I never let it break me down. Feel that. I'm badly Feel bent, that. but I'm not broken. All right, so you don't have a voice. So what's this? They 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 they, they, they talk. They talk about. Just talk, let's just touch on it. Talk on it. Did you? What's the? Uh, Maybe I'm trying to figure out the coach. great word for it. Is it from coaching and and in that coaching aspect? Like I've seen you firsthand, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, I don't have a problem with it. I You're catching them fine. on a good day, but I'm catching them on a good day. Good, because I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see Reed go after it. Well, I didn't see them get the holler on somebody. What? Yeah. You have. I didn't see them get the holler on somebody. Charles, be back here. I'm sitting in the chair next to Charles. Calm down, coach. I'm like Charles. Charles, that's coach. Right. That's coach. You, right. There's no calming him down. His 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 fight is his fighter is not winning. <laughs> I pre- and I'm the kind of person I can appreciate that. A lot of people we live in a world now where you you know y'all just too soft with it. Straight up, facts. <laughs> they tell you, you're facts. Straight too soft with facts. it. Facts. <laughs> so I can appreciate that. Yes. I can appreciate that. Other people gonna fold and tell you something wrong with you. We ain't folding around here and ain't right. nothing wrong with you. Right. You <laughs> that's correct. Yeah. That's correct. We don't do that. So I done seen I done seen them get off in somebody, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. so you know, if you ain't doing right, then not Coach Reed gonna come out. He's gonna, he gonna make sure you know that you ain't doing it right. Even if right. you're not his student, <laughs> the right. unwanted advice will come your way because you're not doing it right. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like I said, I just believe mainly in telling the truth to a right. kid. You know, uh he can't never come back and say you didn't tell him if you tell the truth. I agree with that, hundred you know, percent, man. Me, me as a coach, uh-huh. I don't try to become your friend. See, I'm not trying to become your friend. That's that's the difference between me and a lot of other coaches. I'm not. I don't try to be none of my kids' friend. I try to become their teacher. Mm-hmm. I will say coach because mm-hmm. that's what everybody recognizes you as. Mm-hmm. But a coach is a organizer. I feel like I'm more of a teacher. I walk the students through the things of life. I do more talking than I do the fundamentals of boxing. So I give them outside knowledge, not just life. I feel like it's 50-50, though. Well, sometimes I make it 50-50, you know, but 
majority yeah. of the time, I'm not trying to be your friend for the simple reason that friendship is developed throughout the years of I'm training you. And it's your choice, not mine. And trust being a coach. I don't care if you're gonna time. be my friend or not. Yeah. Because I became I became your friend because of teaching. Right. Respect my teaching. You don't have to like me. People right. They didn't like Jesus yeah. Christ. They don't understand that. <laughs> Say it. They didn't Say like it. Jesus Shit. Christ. Right. They didn't like Jesus Christ. So, right. you know, I could care less if you like me or you dislike me, but you're not going to say, I don't know my coaching or my teaching. Right. I was going to say, ain't no, but my always thing is, my thing is always, you ain't going to say that ain't nobody tell you. Thank you. Yeah. That's like, my thing. You ain't going to say My mom said it to me over and right. over and over. I told you now. It's on yeah, you. Yeah, it's you on you. Say, you ain't going to walk through this life That's and right. say that ain't nobody told you. Very much I'm so. I'm not going to have that. I don't feel that. One hundred percent. That's the way I feel. Yeah. All right. So, two more before we get out of here. I'm gonna ask mm-hmm. you one more. Teddy, mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you one more. We're gonna get out of here. Mm-hmm. When you are coaching a boxer, mm-hmm. what is the? I don't want to ask you what the process is. I don't want to give it away. Anything like that. But when you're coaching an amateur, how do you coach an amateur to become a pro? Because with everything going Good on, question. yeah. So, and two questions now. Where do you sit on the fence? Do you sit on I want to bring home gold medals and let that happen from that. Or do you be like, go get your money, go get your bread. Sometimes you got to take care you gotta of your You got to have that resume and that's, though. And that's probably to each and every person because each mm-hmm. and every person's story is different. Mm-hmm. But that, and how do you coach a pro into an amateur? And how do you coach a pro into an amateur? You mean an amateur into amateur a pro? To a pro. Yes. Into an amateur to a pro. Yes. Uh, amateur mm-hmm. into a pro. Correct. How do you do that? Well, uh, most kids nowadays, they really want to look for the money. Yeah, they do. They so they're coming through that. the door already wanting to turn pro with a very short career as an amateur. That that amateur experience is very important. I feel you should have an amateur experience. How much is based on the individual. If they improve tremendously well and the Olympics is a year away, Stay amateur. If it's two, three, four years away, no, you don't need that. If you're a good teacher, it shouldn't take you three to four years to get a kid to the point to where USA Boxing is looking at him. Right. In three to four years, you should have been able to compete in the National Golden Gloves or something, and you probably should have maybe won the Golden Gloves in a region. Sometimes you can come off the bat and win the whole thing, but that's very rare. But if you're a good teacher, three or four years, you can do something with a kid. You can get him out there to where that the world going to recognize who he is and know where he's coming from. It shouldn't take that long if he's determined and disciplined and dedicated to right. the craft. Right. You know, so uh, then there's some kids that, you know, they have the speed. See, the amateur game, is that's basically what it is. Speed in the amateur game. It's about points. It's about touching your opponent. So in the amateur game, it's more about have them throwing a volume of punches real fast mm-hmm. and recuperating right after it over and over and over. You don't fight amateur like a pro, and you don't like pro. You don't fight pro like an amateur. Right. They're two totally different things. Good. So you say that. Uh, Speed more as an amateur. Bring the speed to the pro game, but not the volume of punches you throw. So as an amateur, you can throw eight, nine, ten punch combination. In the pro game, you can't throw that many. Because in the pro game, the style of fighting is catching and countering. So if I know you are an amateur coming to me throwing real fast combinations like eight, nine punches, Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do as a pro is I'm just going to put my hands up and walk to you and let you start the combination. And then I'm going to counter in between because that's how you beat speed. You beat speed by timing. Right, that's it. You beat speed by timing it. Can you do that at the same time? So maybe, so can you coach an amateur and coach a good amateur and make him a coach him to be a good pro at the same time? Is that possible? Yes, yeah, that is very possible. Too. Yes, very, mm-hmm. it's very possible because all you have to do is when he turns pro, get him to tone down the volume of punches that he's throwing as an amateur, but still bring that speed. 
Word. Bring that Word. speed, but don't bring the volume of combinations over and over consistently. Because in the pro game, you throw with more bad intentions than you do as an amateur. Because when you throw with speed, you don't put a lot of crack on it. Right, right, right. You know, because if you do put a lot of uh, crack on it, then you're going to get tarred. So in the pro game, it's more about power with speed. And you got to be able to be tactical and diplomatic about the approach of that. But as an amateur, it's just one thing. Outwork your man, outspeed him. It's cardio 24-7. Okay. And that's, that's, that's the difference between the amateur and the pro game. I see. And there is a difference. So, yes. kids, if you are listening, boxers, if you ain't listening, I don't even want to call you kids. <laughs> boxers, if you are listening, there is a difference between amateur and pro. And there is a difference. So, if you are a pro or if you are an amateur trying to become a pro, there are some things that you may need to do different. But, all right. Let me say one yes. more thing. Go right too. ahead, because Katie, I'm gonna let Katie gonna get okay. the ask. Okay, she's gonna get the going out question. This is your people right okay. here. She brought you in. Thank you a lot, Katie, for bringing your number one coach hey, to he us got today. Here. That's all. Read you awesome. Appreciate okay. it. I swear to you. Okay, awesome. now on the amateur and the professional, all you have to do is listen to the words, and it tells you, amateur, not for sure. <laughs> <laughs> professional, no, he knows. Hey, never looked at it that way. And that's just the yeah. way it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Hey, English yeah. lesson. Yeah. It's that simple. <laughs> it is. Yeah, Katie, really. English, English take a guy lessons in boxing. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Oh. <clears throat> what? Who, who, who's winning the upcoming pro fights? I mean, get on. You could touch base on, on Spence and, and Crawford. Uh, what'd you think about Taylor and Serrano's fight? What Did you think that was a correct call? Like, what do you think's coming up? In, in, in your hindsight of watching fights, I mean, I I, I just know you watch fights every day. So most I'm just saying. What's coming up that maybe, you know, a little inside scoop, we don't, or, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. But, yeah, so what, what's your uh, I thought the Katie I thought the Katie Taylor fight and Serrano fight was a phenomenal fight. One I for thought the ages, huh? Serrano won majority of the beginning part of the fight, kind of slowed up a little bit towards the end. But I felt she had one or two rounds ahead in the book. Okay. And I felt the decision could easily pin a trial or it could have went to Serrano. Okay. But you got to understand, Serrano's been in the game much longer than Katie. And uh, Katie's more popular because she's younger. And she just come out of the uh, Olympics. And uh, Serrano never came out of the Olympics. So it's marketing. Everything right. is, you know. Uh, right. So... If they was to do it again, I'd love it. Uh, but uh, it was a great fight. It's going to help women's boxing. Uh, they're getting paid millions of dollars now. I'm looking forward to the uh, uh, Clarissa Shields fight and Savannah Marshall fight. Okay. Uh, I think that's going to be a barn burner. Uh, I just hope that uh, Clarissa Shields goes there and fights non-emotional. Be fired up, be pumped up, be motivated, mm -hmm. but don't get out of character. Right. Can Marshall pick right. find a weakness in Shields, you think? No, I just think she has a little more height and reach on okay. her. And uh, I think she feels that she only going to fight one way. Okay. She's going to be aggressive. I think uh, Clarissa Shields should bring the aggressiveness once she hurts her establishes her boxing, establish her ability that's better than hers, and then apply that pressure. You got to be tackling diplomatic about your approach in anything you do. And I think that if she don't bring her emotions in, mm -hmm. she'll be able to do that. But gotcha. it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a great fight. Another bond burner for women's boxing. Uh, I'm loving it. And uh, just like the men, it, they need to get paid. You getting hit upside your head. They need to get paid. You need to get paid. You need to get paid. You're getting hit upside your head. That's right. They can do the same thing as we can do. And you're going to Spence over Crawford because of the size difference. Yes, and the Olympic experience. And Olympic experience. And you cannot take that away. Olympic experience is But they're taking the Olympics away, man, and these guys don't want to go to the Olympics anymore. You know what I'm saying? I'm a believer in the Olympics, and then taking whatever comes with that. So I don't know where everyone else sits on that side of the fence, but mm -hmm. we're going to continue with this. We're gonna continue I got to ask one okay. more opinion. Yes, one more I'm opinion. a big believer in Olympics first. Bring home a gold medal, man, do all that. But you got to get the points first. Get the resume. So I say. learned about the points. <laughs> yeah. I learned about the point system. I did yes. some research. I learned about the yes. point system and how they treat you. And 
to be an Olympic, you have to have the points. So that means you got to fight here, you got to fight there, you got to go overseas yes. and fight, you got to yes. do all that. Yes, yes. And I don't even know if these kids know that. No, no, no. You know no. what I'm saying? No, no, they don't. But it's big money too, because you're just not going to be able to fly to Sweden and no, right. get you an international. So Aiba. Aiba. I understand that. I kind of, I kind of got an understanding, but you know, that's just how it is. That's me, my personal opinion. It's <laughs> a good opinion. It's a good opinion. What do you think about um, the internet craze with Paul and you know how he's endorsed Serrano? What do you th- what do you think about this this craze going on with all these celebrities jumping into boxing? Is this a positive? Is this a negative? In your opinion? Well, I got to be honest with you. We as fighters, of course, we little salty because we taking the bumps and the bruises way more than they ever did. And they making way more money than we ever did. So do we have a legitimate reason to be upset? I think we do. But at the same time, I can't hate on them. They made themselves popular on YouTube. I did not make them popular on YouTube. So it kind of goes both ways. But if they're doing anything to help the sport out of boxing, I'm with it. Okay. Boom. And there you have it. Anything else? That's probably a good note. But is there anything you'd like to say before we leave? Read number one. I love having you here. We love having you here. If we ever get a chance, we hope that you come back and see us again. Most definitely. But is there anything <laughs> special? That was pretty much a nail by. I was nailed it with that one. Anything else you'd like to say? Won't say hi, mom. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, just, I just hope everyone enjoyed it. Mom's watching over us. Yeah, just hope Mom's everyone enjoyed watching it. And let's make Kentucky uh, a good boxing state. Right, and it's local Louisville fighting, but we support the surrounding areas, and we always support the people the that support jo- us, man. The local so. Georgetown star right here. Don't forget where he's from, even though he trains out of Lexington. Georgetown, Kentucky is hometown. Georgetown trains out of Lexington four seasons. Gerald Reed. Best almost, kept secret, Reed. Almost made the Karate Kid movie, yo. Hope <laughs> the kids are paying attention, man. <laughs> LLF, Nisi from Nashville. Music City Boxing will say, what's up? You ain't know we was connected, did you? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yep, go we out of here. We'll catch you next episode. <laughs>